0: Bienvenido mi gente, welcome back to another episode, uh, bienvenidos todos a uh, otro episodio de nuestro Tomatolito show, welcome back everybody to another episode of the Tomatolito show, thank you for tuning in, thank you for coming back, and uh, in that, as I sit here, uh, I am super excited, I, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to come talk about this, uh, this fight, um, super excited, we're a little bit over 24 hours away from this fight taking place, this fight's going to take place tomorrow, October 17th, and uh, and as I sit here, the weigh-in just ended a little bit ago, and both fighters end up making weight. They both end up hitting the 135 uh, pound limit, and, uh, and this is going to be one of the biggest fights of recent history in boxing. Uh, Definitely one of the bigger fights of my lifetime in boxing just because of what's on the line. Uh, Vasily Lomachenko versus Teofimo Lopez is a little bit over 24 hours away from taking place. And the reason why it's so big that what we're looking at here, what's on our hands is that ever since the early to mid 2000s is when the four major boxing organizations begin to recognize one another uh, and recognize each other's rankings. Each other's as fighters as they were ranking them, and each other's uh, each other's organizations, right? So they started recognizing each other's as champs, and taking them into consideration as to how it, it would affect their own rankings and and their own um, fighters who they deemed as the first or the top contender or the champions or so forth, right? Once that took place, it's almost like there was a unified or a consensus, a general consensus as to who the man is at that weight division. And uh, and of course, we have the historical uh, ring magazine title, which is the, the United States uh, flag colors or the, the red, white, and blue uh, cloth belt that we even saw in the Rocky movies and and we've seen it generation after generation right um for a little bit there it went away and then it came back and again whoever has that title as you all know whoever carries that title that ring magazine title is usually considered the lineal champion of that weight division uh meaning the man that's the man to beat so or young lady or woman to beat, right? For that matter, because uh, it also exists on the, on the women's side of boxing. On the women's side of boxing. So this is what we got on our hands, right? We have a young champion in Teofimo Lopez, 23 years old. He debuts in 2016, uh, November of, uh, of 2016. He brings to the table a lot of experience, of his own right Uh, 170 amateur fights 150 of them were victories 20 of them were defeats and he has some decent names on his resume but nothing super super uh, notorious Uh, one of his biggest names was obviously uh, Richard Comey Uh, So he's coming off, or he's coming into this fight with a 10-month layoff. He ended up dethroning Richard Comey. Richard Comey, if you guys remember, was the feared knockout artist uh, of the the past couple years. Um, He ends up making easy work of Richard Comey. He ends up knocking out Richard Comey. Uh, His toughest fight that he had to date, in my opinion, was against uh, Masayoshi Nakatani, uh, which dragged out it was a it was a barn burner of a of a fight it was a uh, a drag out type fight just very contended uh inside type fighting a lot of clinching you name it right it was just it was if you watch that fight it was the fight that people are using to criticize uh Teofimo Lopez because Nakatani, of course, is not your elite level fighter, is not your A-rated fighter, but maybe more so of a B-rated fighter on his way up. Uh and if you look at this, he gave him such a hard time. He gave him such a rough fight, uh, and and made uh Lopez really earn that fight, really earn that victory. Now to me that's one of the more meaningful fights of um uh, of Lopez's career because he needs that, and I really believe that that fight, having been so tough in this early uh, stage of his career, uh, and and somewhat recent, which is just in his memory bank as of a uh, as of two fights ago. If this fight with Vasily Lomachenko gets to the point where it gets so contentious, it gets so tight, uh, it becomes a drag out down the stretch. I think this fight versus Nakatani is going to help him tremendously. He's going to be able to dig in because he just recently dug in deep to be able to get a victory out. That if this fight tomorrow night gets anywhere near this type of feel where it's a drag out type of fight, he's going to be the favorite uh to be able to pull this out this is just my opinion right so he has 150 uh amateur wins to 20 defeats he sits at a 15 and 0 record right now professional his biggest names that he has right now are Richard Comey whom he dethroned and took the IBF championship from uh Masayoshi Nakatani as I was just mentioning to you um iris statley not a lot of people know him that was a pretty good fight he ended up uh putting up the nabf lightweight title on the line which is not one of the major uh recognized ones he ends up making easy work of diego magdaleno diego magdaleno has a name for several years he's been around he was up in the ranks and so forth um he makes easy work of him right i think diego Magdaleno's probably uh on the uh on the opposite side of his career not on the up. uh Upside, uh, but more so on the uh, on the exit. He's probably going to be exiting the sport uh, in the next year, maybe a couple years or so. Uh, Mason Maynard was also a big fight. That's uh, where the uh, vacant NABF title, the vacant USBA title, uh, lightweight titles came into play again. Not major titles, but it was a decent fight. It was a pretty good fight. Mason Maynard uh, also. A game fighter with a big record, 34-3, and three, as he stepped into the ring against Delfimo Lopez. Delfimo Lopez, I believe, was actually 10-0 and 0 going into that fight. And uh, so, so you're looking at a lot of experience versus uh, with the 10-0 and 0 record. You're looking at, well, this guy's an up-and-comer, right? And so Mason Maynard should have been able to make easy work of him. And, uh, and it was anything but, right? So Delfimo Lopez, it's very solid. He's got good power. Good speed, good boxing, good fight IQ, uh, good ring generalship. He brings a lot to the table, right? But he's young. He may be inexperienced. And that's where the bets seem to be going to the favor of Vasily Lomachenko. So with that said, we look at the other side. Now, look at the other side. What are we looking at here with Vasily Lomachenko? You have a 32-year-old fighter, so he's older. Uh, You have, he, he made his debut three years before Teofimo Lopez, October of uh, 13. Um, And he, he's been on the fast track ever since he got, he became a pro. He's been on the fast track. They've been promoting him from day one, trying to make him the youngest champion ever, the youngest champion with a, uh, or, or the youngest fighter or the fighter to win uh, a championship at an early stage of their career. Um, and there comes the uh, the hiccup that he has on his record there against Orlando Salido, right, which is which reads as a defeat to him, and uh, he ended up getting a decision loss to Orlando Salido. Um, he sits with the WBA WBO uh, championships. He has the lineal weight championship, uh, the Ring Magazine title, and he has the WBC championship. Now he doesn't have the WBC uh, championship. Regular championship because that's been uh, designated to Devin Haney. But he has, they created this franchise title that they ended up creating it for uh, Canelo Alvarez. Canelo Alvarez in the middleweight division, they ended up giving him this franchise status or this franchise, uh, yeah, I guess status more so than a championship, right? Uh, and and the thought behind that was to be able to create the biggest fights with the biggest names and so forth, right? It, it's a big money move on behalf of the organization, so Lomachenko is the second fighter to sit with that status, that franchise title, and uh, and so that's on the line as well. Now, You have the WBA, the WBO, the WBC franchise title, and the Lineal Middleweight Champion, the Ring Magazine Championship. So with that said, Delfimo brings the IBF Championship, and that's all titles on the line. All titles by all major organizations on the line. So he sits with 396 victories as an amateur to only one defeat. That's insane. Just under 400 amateur fights, 396 victories, one defeat. Teofimo brings 150 150 victories to 20 defeats. So experience uh, is definitely airing on the side of Vasily Lomachenko. All the money is on the side of Vasily Lomachenko. This should be easy work. Um, you hear the commentary and it's almost like Teofimo Lopez is just, he talked himself into this fight. His mouth is not going to be able to cash the check. Uh, and that's that's the approach that we keep seeing on these reports and so forth. Uh, is that true? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. I, I think Delfimo Lopez, his style, uh, he's he's a young fighter, a very hungry fighter, but his style is not one where it's... Uh, where it's outrunning his mouth or or his style is not one where his mouth is actually outdoing his style or his ring generalship or his IQ. Uh, I think it's right there with it. There's a reason why he talks. There's a reason why he's so confident. It's because his style displays it. His his boxing style, his uh, his approach to the game uh, backs it up. I think he's going to give Vasily Lomachenko Problems. Uh, Vasily Lomachenko comes with some of the biggest names in his career. Now you look at both of these guys. Uh, Teofimo Lopez sits with a 15-0 record. Vasily Lomachenko is 14-1. and As I told you, he has that one hiccup uh, in which he suffers a decision defeat. To a split decision defeat to Orlando Salido, and that was for the WBO uh, featherweight championship. They try to make him a champion at such an early stage in his career, and uh, and he says it. Vasily Lomachenko has said it numerous times on uh, on multiple interviews that he just didn't know the type of things that you could get away with in a professional boxing match versus his approach. Where as he stepped into the ring, still approaching these fights as a, as a point scoring uh, amateur type thing. And, and he didn't know that you could get away with such things um, uh, just like uh, Orlando Salido proved to to do to him, right? Orlando Salido just made it a, a nasty, drag out, just ugly, dirty fight, right? He just took it to him. He was clinching, dragging him, pushing him against the ropes. And if you watch that fight, it was a real eye opener for for Vasily Lomachenko and you could tell in certain rounds where he was feeling lost he's like how is this happening and and Orlando Salido's just taking it to him a, a true veteran of the sport right a classic classic fighter he was involved in some of the classic fights as well Orlando Salido was um you look at some of these names that Vasily Lomachenko has on his record: uh, Roman Martinez, uh, the famous Puerto Rican fighter, uh, knocked him out. Nicholas Walters—he was—he was similar to uh, to me. Nicholas Walters is uh, is on the same parameters or on the same level uh, as Richard Comey was, right? The feared fast hands uh, knockout type fighter. Uh, Vasiliy Lomachenko makes easy work of him, right? Uh, Miguel Marriaga is another name that comes to mind. Guillermo Regandel uh, Guillermo Rigondeaux, the Cuban fighter, right? These Cuban fighters, you don't put anything past them. Uh, the The elite, the top notch elite fighters come out of Cuba, right? And they're known for providing such good style boxers. Uh, the top, the the cream of the crop, right? As they say, when when it comes to the Olympic. Uh, style fighters. They usually come out of Cuba. They provide really good product out of Cuba when it comes to boxing style, uh, Olympic style boxers, right? Uh, and it's been for generations after generations, right? Some of the most amazing um, Cuban boxers that, that have fought in the heavyweight divisions and uh, and in all divisions throughout, right? So Guillermo Rigondel has been long-standing uh, for long for a long time. He's had his pedestal as one of the top names uh, top boxers um, through and through. Vasily Lomachenko made him uncomfortable and made easy work of gear. Morigandal uh, Jorge Linares, another fast handed uh decent punching power, not the strongest of uh punchers, but decent punching power. His speed is usually what gets him uh his victories and uh his ring IQ. Good boxing. Vasily Lomachenko and he actually sat he actually dropped Vasily Lomachenko. Vasily Lomachenko was able to come back and, uh, and secure that victory uh in a TKO fashion. Uh, Jose Pedraza another strong up-and-coming fighter another strong established up-and-coming fighter um Anthony Krola another knockout on Vasily Lomachenko's record and Luke Campbell which is his last fight that Vasily Lomachenko had it was another tough contentious uh uh, Luke Campbell just comes forward, a lot of power there, um, a lot of grit, a lot of heart that he fights with, and um, and it went all the way to a decision fight, one of the tougher fights that I've seen Vasily see Lomachenko involved in to date. And that's his last fight. So we're looking at Vasily Lomachenko coming into this fight with a 14-month layoff. You have Delfimo Lopez with a 10-month layoff. Since uh, his last fight with Richard Comey was this past December. So he's been sitting out for 10 months. Uh, Vasily Lomachenko in a 14-month layoff. And that's another uh, backstory to this fight where they're thinking that the layoffs are going to have a big effect on both fighters right now. If you think about this... These are professional. These are these are professional fighters. The the, the cream of the crop. They're uh, they're at the top of their game. They don't approach this type of pandemic. Everything that we've been experiencing this year, the downtime. They don't approach it like you and I, like regular, the the regular Joe. Right? They're on top of their game. They're all about the sacrifice. Uh, they're all about. Uh, the discipline and staying composed and staying on track. So they don't approach this stuff like we do. So a 14-month layoff to us would be huge. A 14-month layoff to Vasily Lomachenko being out of the ring may bring some rust as pertaining to competition, but he's been doing this for so long that I think, if anything, it's a positive that he's able to let his body rest and um, and show up with the full capacity come tomorrow night deal lopez he's young 10 months is not going to be much of a difference for him he's uh 23 years he just turned 23 here this past july he's going to bring a lot of uh a lot of energy to this fight and uh and so to close this out we're looking at what each fighter can bring to the table how is this going to break down right i see uh delfimo lopez pushing the pace uh he's the hungrier the uh the more energetic of the two fighters i see him trying to push the pace early uh trying to impose his power impose his will let vasily Lomachenko know that hey i'm here and i'm gonna hurt you i got power behind me he's got that big overhand right that he likes to throw and that he hurts his opponents off quite often with uh you got vasily Lomachenko, who's very nice and composed a very um very methodical approach in his uh, in his original uh, or, or in, in his fights so he starts very slow he tends to start slow the first second round as he's adapting to the style across the ring from him uh he likes to study the fighters and uh, as he's studying them he's adapting to them and he eventually ends up taking over the flow right he ends up adapting to the flow of the fight and ends up imposing his will and um, and taking over the momentum of the fight and that's where all the money's going, all the betting odds are on the favor of Vasily Lomachenko, it's hard to bet against some, right? He is listed as the matrix, right? They know him as the matrix, as the, the puzzle piece the or, or the puzzle that, that cannot be solved. Is is Dilfimou Lopez the one to have the answer? Uh, I don't know, but I think he has more of a shot at beating Vasily Lomachenko than most people are giving him. I think his power is going to be a huge factor in this fight. I don't see the layoffs affecting either fighter. I think uh Delfimo Lopez, if he if he fights his fight and he's able to impose his will, impose his strength on and his size because he is a bigger lightweight than Vasily Lomachenko is, uh, if he's able to use his attributes to his favor. He's I think he's gonna be able to uh to shock a lot of people uh come tomorrow. Now, how do you bet against Basil Lomachenko? The the experience, the amount of uh fights that he's had, he's seen it all. He's seen every type of style, he's dealt with every type of uh adversity that's in there, including that of Orlando Salido, which might very well be uh, Teofimo's plan to just make it a dirty dragout type fight. Lumachenko has seen it now. He's uh, he's seen that approach. So it's hard to bet against him. I, I have no idea which way to go on this fight. I just hope it's an amazing fight. And as you know, whenever we have these big um, fights with a lot of hype, a lot of noise behind them, they usually tend to turn out to be duds, right? And they end up being boring fights. Uh, and you... You could do your research and, and, and I'm sure there's a fight that comes to mind uh, as I'm mentioning this. Uh, so that's what I'm hoping we don't see tomorrow. I hope that this lives up to the hype and that this is one of those fights where we will remember where we were uh, and and who we were with when this fight happened. As we are bound to see the third person to accomplish such a feat of unifying all five titles, the lineal. Uh, lightweight championship and uh, and obviously this hasn't happened in this division uh, until the lineal uh, championship and all four major organization titles if the pulls this off he will be the youngest to accomplish this feat in boxing history and he will be the man to be at 135 you think about this the history behind this fight you have one of uh the best fighters in boxing history, Roberto Duran, Manos de Piedra, Hands of Stone, uh, who people consider was by far quite possibly the best lightweight in boxing history. He was an amazing lightweight and quite, quite possibly the best lightweight that we've ever seen. And he wasn't able to accomplish at that time to be able to unify, uh, all the titles at that time. Uh, to become the undisputed, lineal, lightweight champion at that time. So you've had a lot of fighters, a lot of names that have gone through that division. you got your Mayweathers, your Delahoyas, your Pacquiao's. They've left their stamp. They've made their mark through that division and continued moving up or going elsewhere. At the time, based on competition, based on the titles available, what have you, whatever factors presented themselves, whether organizations weren't willing to put up their fighter or money came into play, what have you, whatever it is that came into play these fighters people would recognize that they were the men to beat that they were the ones carrying that division before they ended up moving up uh in weight or or going elsewhere uh whether they went down or or whatever challenges came up but people knew that they were the men to beat at that at that at that time however the feat was not accomplished therefore either one of these two men will be the third to accomplish uh this feat of since the all four organizations began recognizing each other and uh, in the lightweight division this will be the first time that this takes place so we're bound to see history tomorrow regardless of how this plays out Uh, I just hope that there's no controversy and I hope that it's not a dud of a fight but actually an exciting one so I'm beyond excited for this fight Uh, I'll either uh, jump in tomorrow night after the fight or or maybe Sunday morning and, uh, and do a recap of, of what we saw. So thank you guys again for tuning in to the Tomatolito show. And um, and I'll leave you with this. Um, grab your favorite drink. Uh, grab your favorite drink. This is one of those burnt sugar type moments where you grab a drink. You grab your cigar. You sit back. You surround yourself with good company. Uh, if you don't have uh, ESPN, I guess that's the last thing that I should have mentioned. How to watch this fight. Uh, it's going to be free on ESPN. It is not a pay-per-view fight. This is free on ESPN. If you don't have cable, put your mask on and go to your nearest restaurant and just ask them to turn on ESPN and you'll be able to watch the fight there. Uh, hopefully you surround yourself with good company, grab a good drink, grab a cigar in style, of, uh, in, in honor of Burt Sugar. And, uh, and this is one of those fights that's bound to be a classic uh thank you guys again for tuning in to the tomatolito show and uh and i'll I'll talk to you all soon take care